This is PWX champion Caleb Conley, and you're watching Live from the Armory with Buckhouse Bob and my BFF, Laura. Hi, 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 hi. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Just me rambling on incoherently and Laura talking about Caleb Conley. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. Wednesday night. That means that you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I'm your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. And joining me in just a few moments, as always, will be the lovely Lady Laura. Folks, before we get going tonight, uh, if any of you have been paying attention to the skies, seeing a little bit of the weather, uh, there are a lot of people in our hearts and uh, and on our minds tonight. Uh, some good wrestling fans, good wrestling family, good wrestling friends. Uh, in the Mid-South area, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, uh, that are in a lot of, lot of pain tonight. So uh, our thoughts are certainly with them, and uh, we have some good wrestling friends that are over in the Florida area that are also uh, suffering from a, a, a deluge of water, if you will. It's rained there like it hasn't rained before. Uh, I checked with George Coles, our good friend George Coles, and he said he wasn't ready to build the ark yet, but... Just to let you friends and, and wrestling fans know that we're thinking of you here at uh, Live from the Armory. Folks, uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, our guest will be Michelle Wilkins, the Dynamite Diva. She'll be on in the 8 o'clock hour. Our studio line here, area code 213-816-1605. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can do that uh, by reaching us. The Twitter address is at from the armory uh, we are also on iTunes if you go to iTunes go up to the search bar type armory in there wait for it to pop up go down to the podcast link click it you'll see our lovely logo live from the armory wrestling radio show you can click that go back through check out our archives some great interviews in there and of course because I know all you bastards are cheap and we'll get to that later the episodes are free, just so that you know. But something that isn't free, something that should be paid for, is uh, the pleasure of listening to uh, Laura on this show. Laura, how are you tonight? I am doing super, Bob. How about you? Well, I can't complain. We had uh, had a little rough weather it rolled through here over the past couple of days, but it's uh, the skies are just cloudy now, and it's a little cool, and... Uh, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks just north of us, uh, in a lot of misery tonight. So, uh, you know, we're thinking about them. 
some folks over in the Mississippi area just uh you know, every time we get this time of year, we get those spring storms. They just seem to get worse and worse. They really do, Bob, and and we are thinking about our uh, friends in those areas. Um, yeah, George is still alive and well, um, fawning over the hardcore uh, picture of Paige that was released today, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I would like to thank our good friend George Coles for co-hosting with me last week. We had a blast. Uh, Johnny Huma was a wonderful guest. Love to get him back on sometime, and would love to get Peter Avalon on too to maybe defend himself against the whole Peter sucks movement. Just a yeah, uh, that uh, as you folks know, I, I was not uh, was not with you last week. I had a previous commitment that uh, that I had to attend to, and I also want to thank George and Laura for filling in, or Laura not filling in, you're here every damn week, but George for filling in uh, and uh, doing a really good job, and I, I did listen to the interview, and, uh, you know, Johnny Yuma, he's a, you know, he's a pretty cool guy, and uh, there are some big things that are happening in championship wrestling from Hollywood, uh, and I'm going to try to pull up a note that I had that uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood had also announced that they are doing a partnership I'm going to try to going to try to find this if I can real quick. Uh, they were doing a partnership with another promotion, and as soon as I can find it, that's crazy. Awesome. I should have had this pulled up already. I'll get. I'll find it. They were doing anyway. It was just announced on Facebook this uh, this past week. Uh, Dave Marquez had said that uh, they were working on doing a partnership with another promotion. So as soon as I find that information, folks, I'll pass it along to you. Um, Laura, do you want to give the fans our uh, Facebook information? Sure do. Um, still tweaking the new Facebook, but um, it is facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and listen to us live every Wednesday at Seven o'clock. You like that? How I got that in there about like a Zack Ryder, huh? Uh, you're going to start on me early, aren't you? <laughs> uh, Why not? It's only a don't 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 start on me early, okay? I'm not in a I'm not in a good mood to start with, and and now I can't find this freaking thing that I was looking for, and that's just making me matter. So I'm going to quit. I'm we got a show to do. I can't sit here and thumb through photos. At any, at any rate, if you go to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's page on Facebook, um, you can also find Dave Marquez. He had an announcement. I think it was called Southeastern Championship Wrestling they're doing affiliation with. So we will take this phone call real quick, Laura. I think I know who this is. Awesome. 770, you're on with Live from the Armory. What's going on, guys? What are you doing, Josh? Hello, Bunkhouse Bob and the lovely Laura. It is I, it is I, Joshua Von Wheeler, as happy as a pie in the sky. How you been, my friend? I'm doing good. I actually, you know, I haven't called you a show in a while because I was getting a lot of heat for all the stuff I said about some other people. And uh, I got I got three big announcements for you guys. Because I know you're Didn't just talking about me. some announcements coming out of, out of Hollywood. First, I want to announce that Mason Ryan has been released from the World Wrestling Entertainment. That, to me, is... Is is a very big thing. 
Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. Number two, Pro Wrestling is Dead will be coming back very, very soon. Where will we? Awesome. Do you have any information on that, Josh? Do you know any any details? I can tell on you that? right now that Pro Wrestling is Dead will be affiliated with my good friend Shafee. It will be part of his brand new career, his brand new adventure. And we'll be uh, releasing some information about that in the near future. So if you're a podcast fan, get ready for the best professional wrestling podcast you could ever imagine. Despite the fact pro wrestling is dead, we're still going to talk about what we loved about pro wrestling. And the third one, you ready for this one, guys? I'm, I'm, I'm holding on. Um, I yeah, am the new brand manager of a wrestling promotion right outside Atlanta, Georgia. What would the name of this promotion what be, Josh? The name of the promotion as of right now is East Coast Wrestling Entertainment, ECWE. You can find them on okay. Facebook. And now, now when I say brand manager, I'm not meaning well, I'm the general manager. I'm going to come out there and make matches like Eric Bischoff on Monday Night Raw. No, no. I literally am running this company. This is my vision. This is my ideas. This is my creative. This is my social media background promoting this is everything to do with me. So if you like professional wrestling, you're going to love what we have in store for you in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Because two things, guys, and you guys know how I feel about professional wrestling. Number one thing that has bothered me the most is that Georgia gets no love. You guys are all dining out on your Caleb Conleys, and you're dining out on your Cedric Alexanders, and your ACHs, and your Ring of Honor guys, and your Louisiana guys, and all your PWG guys. Well, let me tell you guys something. There's more talent in Atlanta than in any other state in America, and you guys don't know it because every show in Georgia sucks. Well, this show's <laughs> not going to suck. And this is a shoot. You guys know that I, I used to host a podcast in Georgia. I'm still a co-host there, whatever. Georgia Wrestling Now. But the fact of the matter is this, and I hate to use that cliche promo speak, but I got ideas, and I've had ideas. I was a promoter before. You guys know my past. I ran a company called Pro Wrestling Evolution out in the Georgia area where I found guys like Chip Day. I found guys like Kyle Matthews. I found guys like Caleb Conley. A lot of those guys are in contact with me right now today. Do you a lot have of those uh... guys that are on the Georgia scene are, are in contact with me right now. And not only that, but I'm looking for the best talent. If you're in the southeast, and you want to work for a wrestling show, you need to hit up Joshua Von Wheeler on Facebook, or you need to email me at my personal email address, josh.wheeler717 at gmail.com. That's josh.wheeler717 at gmail.com. I'm looking for talent. Send me links. Send me resumes. Send me headshots. Send me your pro wrestling tease page, whatever it is. We're taking wrestling to a whole new idea, and we're making Georgia strong again. Because in a year from this day, when you say independent wrestling, you're going to still say DGUSA, you're going to say Evolve, you're going to say, you know, uh, PWG, you might still say PWX, but you're all going to throw in East Coast Wrestling Entertainment or whatever it may be called by then. I'm, I'm thinking about changing the name. I'll go ahead and drop that on you guys right now. And also, like I said, I'm in contact with a lot of big-name stars, a lot of big-name stars in the independent scene. And that first show on June 22nd, right outside the uh, College Park, right near the airport, Hartsford, Atlanta, we got a huge main event that we're talking about. And I'm going to give you guys more as, as the days come along. 
But I just want to share that with you guys because I haven't given a lot of information out to anybody yet. But I've always been a fan of your guys' show, and I've always been a fan of you guys. Well, Any Josh, questions why, why I'm still here? No, you said I just want to make sure that I got this right because I was, I was scribbling it down. You said June 22nd is going to be the launch show. Is that correct? June 22nd will be the relaunch of the show. The uh, company is owned and oper- owned and, and promoted by a man named Mr. Ro- uh, Mr. Roger Davis. And Roger okay. Davis realized that it's a little bit harder to run and promote a show, so he's hired me to come in and run the business. Very there, there's good. one thing that you guys can say about me. I know my shit. You may not like what I know, he but did. I know my shit. No, I, that, that's he never did. been disputed. Never, never been disputed. Never. So, um, I still don't like wrestling, a, wrestlers certain podcasters, by the way, just to let you guys know that. <laughs> well, I have a wrestler who doesn't podcast, but who wrestles in the Georgia area that would be absolutely awesome uh, for your promotion. His name is Cameron Cade. I actually uh, know Cameron Cade, and he... Uh, and he is he is on the short list. I'll go ahead and let you guys know. He is on the short list. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll awesome. drop a little bit of more knowledge on you guys. Do you guys know who Sugar Dunkerton is? Yes. Uh, Sugar yes, Dunkerton, yes. who works for Jakara and Beyond Wrestling, part of the KO, and also Resistance Pro, part of the KOA, and now team with the Pinky Sanchez at Sex and Candy. Sugar Dunkerton has signed on with this new venture of mine, and he will be a talent liaison for us to get guys to Beyond Wrestling up in Rhode Island. Very so cool. I can go ahead and tell you guys right now that we have a working relationship with Beyond Wrestling's office. And and that's, if you guys like Beyond Wrestling, you guys like the J.T. Dunn's and the Big Daddy Dickinson's and, and you know, Biff Fusick's and Drew Gulak's, just know that if you're in the South, you might get seen by some of those guys up there and maybe make your way up north to, uh, to even bigger, larger platforms. But like I said, within a year's time, we're going to be throwing our name out there with all those other names because we're going to do something special in Georgia. We're going to do something special for the South, and we're going to do something special for you, Bunkhouse Fox, because I know you need content. I know you can't just keep diving out on, on, on Joey Zuma or Johnny Zuma every freaking week. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I need all the help that I can get, Joshua, and you know that I will be I, I know. I mean, guy. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I know a ton of indie guys, but you know a ton of indie guys that I've heard of. Like, I know who Mr. Sleaze is, and you guys talk well, to him every you know. week. Brother, I, I well, you I, need to get him on your show. There you go. Then you get to know uh, if, he send, if he send, if he sends me some links to his matches at josh.wheeler seven one seven gmail dot com, maybe we can talk. Maybe we can make some things happen. Because you know, I I, I kind of loaded deck. If I told you guys some of the names I'm looking at, you guys would be absolutely like, oh my god, he's talking to them. Oh my god, he's talking to him. Oh my, trust me, this show is going to do something special. We're putting Georgia. Back on the map, Georgia has one of the greatest heritages in professional wrestling, and it's been dormant for far too long, my friends. I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you 100%. ECWE, June 22nd. Where is the event going to be held again at, Josh? Uh, the venue is at the Brady Rec Center. It is literally five miles from Hartsfield Airport. You'll get all this information and so much more, as we'll be releasing even more information in, in the coming days and the coming weeks. Uh, like okay. I said, we got a big announcement coming later on this week. Like I said, there's, there's, we're re, we're doing some new things. We're rebranding. This was the, fir- you know, when the, the offer was made, I threw out my, you know, my my terms, and he said, "Really? That's all you want? Here you go. It's yours." Very cool. Very cool. Ambition. 
Very, very happy for you. Static about it. And uh, we certainly look forward to getting more information from you as we get closer to that date. We get uh, a little bit better idea of how the card's going to shape up, but uh, certainly hope nothing but the best and success for you, Josh. I know you're a, a straight guy, and I know that uh, I know that you've got the fans' best interests at heart. Well, thank you, guys. And, and, and like I said, I love your podcast. And uh, don't forget, Pro Wrestling is Dead is also coming back. All, all this great stuff is happening all at one time. It's like the universe is, is aligning. I feel like Bobby and Stan Lane and, and, you know, Saturn and Venus and Jupiter are all just kind of working together, and the Midnight Express is, is burning, like the, uh, burning like the candle is going to be. I hear you, brother. I certainly appreciate you calling in and giving us that information. Thank you guys for letting me come on and, and, and talk to you guys for a little bit. All right, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Josh. Right. Well, it's good to hear from Josh. It's very good to hear from Josh, and it's good to hear him happy. Yes, always good to hear him happy. Hold on one second. Yeah. Let's see who this is. Okay. 804, you're on with Live from the Armory. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, this is Michelle. I wasn't sure if anyone was ready for me. Uh, hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing okay. I can be ready for them for you. You, you. you know what? We can. We we had you scheduled at 8 o'clock, but we can move that forward. That's not a problem. No, I was thinking 7, so I'm sitting here hoping I didn't miss you. No, you didn't miss anything at all. Everything is fine. We can... Well, we we can go on and do we can go on and have it right now. We're we're easy. Okay, so am I, and I don't mind waiting until eight. No, we can we no we're we're, we're fine right oh. now. But folks, if uh, if you're just catching on to this whole thing, joining us right now on the phone is the dynamite diva Michelle Wilkins. Michelle, how are you this evening? I am fantabulous. Fantabulous. How are you all? We're doing okay. With me on the line uh, is the lovely Laura. She is the co-host of the show. Hello, lovely hey, Laura. Hey, Michelle. I, hey, I love that word, fantabulous. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. I picked that up from one of my, my co-workers. Well, I want to thank you, Michelle, for being with us tonight. Um, I came across you on Facebook and some posts uh, for Danger Zone Sports. And I saw some videos of you facing uh, Miss Ronnie Nicole, and I watched, some, I watched the post, watched some of your matches, and I thought that you would make a great guest uh, to have on our show. So here we are. Um, how long have you been involved in pro wrestling, Michelle? Um, I started back in 2006. Okay. And um, I, I definitely thank you for allowing me to be here. I, I'm so honored. I'm so privileged. I, I got to listen to um, one of your shows, and your production is awesome. I'm very, very proud of what you've done. Well, thank thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate thank that. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, um, how so like you, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm okay. sorry. I said I started back in 2006. Okay. How how did you how did you get your start in in pro wrestling? I mean, usually it's something that you know was it like a a, a childhood dream? Were you did you grow up being a fan, or was this something that you you knew somebody and and went to a show and thought, hey, that might be for me? How how did you get involved? 
Well, I think the way a lot of people start is that they they start off as kids. My my family, especially my father's side of the family, um, who is from North Carolina, they were big wrestling fans. So we would always go to the shows. And mm-hmm. I just kind of grew up on it. And, you know, my brothers and I were, like, all into Jimmy Valiant and the music and the, the, and the way they hyped the crowd. Um, so even as an adult, I was always going to the wrestling shows. And I just always said, I just really wish I could get in there and do that. So I'm always yelling to the, to the wrestlers and doing the shows, put me in there, I'll do it. Um, and I actually <laughs> met my first trainer after a Richmond um, Armageddon show. And when I met him, um, he happened to be there, but I didn't see him. He saw me. And I happened to meet him afterwards, and I said how much I wanted to do it. He offered it to me. I got in the ring. I fell deeply in love with it. I've been in there ever since. And that, that kind of segues right in into my next question was, is that um, who, who trained you? I know you just mentioned that you're your, your first trainer. Who's been involved in, in guiding you along in your career? Um, my original trainer was, um, he goes by the name of Pharaoh um, from uh, Ground Zero Wrestling. So um, their Ground Zero Pro Wrestling School was where I got my uh, first amount of training, and, and the gentlemen there were, you know, were really awesome to me. Um, and then I uh, branched out, and I went to other, um, started doing shows um, on my own. They probably thought a little too early. But um, I was excited and hungry to, you know, to show them that I was ready to do it. And um, then I kind of branched out to other trainers, and I've had the privilege of meeting great people along the way. I've had uh, Cole Cash D, um, who um, did a lot of guiding me, um, a lot of information that they give to you on the etiquette, on the business, because there's a a little bit more to it than just getting out there and, you know, and, and, and fighting and ringing when he felt. So there's a lot more um, backstage etiquette and, um, and, and learning that you have to do. As with anything that you would like to do well at, there is training, there is schooling, there is learning, there's studying. Um, so I've also been guided and I'm presently being guided by Cold Cash and by Viper, who is of um, DZ, um the Danger Zone Sports Arena. Um, Viper has been very instrumental for me because he was the one that introduced me to Crew, which was Coastal Real Extreme. And um, I've had the opportunity to do over a year and a half um, running straight shows with them. So it's been it's been great, and I've had a lot of people to to guide me and, and teach me and help me along the way. Wanted to to back up for just one second, and when you were talking about going with uh, your family to to shows in the in in the area, Richmond area, North Carolina area, what what promotions were going through there at that time? Do you remember? Um, at the time, it was the um, the more professional ones. Um, I learned about independent ones a little later. Um, but the more professional ones with the W when it was WWE World um, right. World Entertainment. So then they switched over to WWF, and then there's the TNA shows. But it was more WWE than anything. Okay, all right. And I know I know Laura's got a couple of questions for you too. Of course. Um, yes, yes, Michelle. You were talking about Richmond 
a little bit, and I'm a Virginia girl, too. I I live on the other side of the state in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yay. <laughs> Yay, my, so, my Virginian sister. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Virginia, um, on this side of the state, I don't have a whole lot of pro wrestling. I have to go down into North Carolina to see um, uh, my pro wrestling. But um, I'd like to know who are your inspirations or people that you look look up to in the business besides your trainers? <laughs> right. um, well, I, I've been, you know, pretty, um, you know, comfortable. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the people that um, of Ground Zero. So that's where I got my start from. And I don't see them very often nowadays um, because that was back then, but um, in my heart that was still um, my number one start there. Um, I've, I don't get to wrestle very often in Virginia. I mostly go to North Carolina, even though I'm licensed here in Virginia. Um, so some of the people that have been um, instrumental in, to me um, are a lot of the people from North Carolina. Um, but like I said, Pharaoh. I, I always have to, I, there's no way to exclude him from um, the beginning of my training. So he has been um, very instrumental to me. Um, also, along with um, Gris, who is here in Virginia, um, he's over in the, in the Hampton area. He has been um, a big source of support to me. Um, some of the others, Phil Brown, has been um, very supportive um, and giving me encouragement. And a lot of the people from North Carolina, um, like I said, Viper has been an awesome one in, in my wrestling career um, who's been helpful in cold cash and the, and the gentleman that I train with when I go down with them. Along with some of the ladies that I've had the opportunity um, to face off as opponents or have had as um, tag team um, partners um, during my career. Awesome. Um, do you model your own um, ring style after any of them? Like what no. you do in the ring? Is it? <clears throat> to be honest with you, for me, being um, a female in a in a quote man's sport, um, I have to be a little bit more universal. Um. Diva, quote unquote, dynamite diva's style. She's she's energetic. She's flashy. She's sparkly. Um, I love things that 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 glitter and glow. Um, I love mingling with the fans. But um, on the professional side of it, sometimes the promoters have specific things that they would prefer that you do because uh, being a female, there's not a whole lot of ladies out there. So I have to be able to adapt, and um, I am able to pretty much get out there and be anybody's tag team partner. I can my style, my colors, my you know anything that that they're doing, especially if they are the person who's like the like a headliner. Um, and if I'm going out with mm-hmm. them, I can much mimic their you know their style and blend with them. Um, without losing, you know, my own. And as far as, like, ring gear and pictures and everything like that, I pretty much do all of that on my own. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. speaking of, you know, being in the ring, 
Who's been your toughest opponent to face to date? Well, the the ladies that the ladies that I have um, had the privilege of um, facing off with, we pretty much we fight really hard when we're in the ring. We really do. Um, I have um, had tough battles with Eva Destruction um, down in North Carolina with Crew. Um, just recently, you mentioned Lonnie Nicole, the She Hawk of the South. Uh, she and I have. <laughs> face each other, and she's a very tough one. Um, so I've had her. I've, I've had um, my um, challenges with uh, Casey Carlisle. I've been in with um, Mia Yim and took a wonderful super kick to the head, so <laughs> that was quite delightful, put me right on out. Um, she has been um, uh, instrumental and very tough in the ring. So the ladies, and I, and I have to give it to the ladies, when we go in the ring, we fight, we fight hard, we battle, and we we make it all worthwhile for getting in there. They trained us like when I was with Ground Zero, I mean, being trained around all men, you know, we learn to fight just like the men do. And that's what I like to hear. I like to hear women doing that, you know, and not, you know, doing a cakewalk around chairs or dressing up like elves or something like that. Yeah, we, we, we try to look professional. Um, myself personally, I have to make sure that I have gear that stays with me. Um, I, I don't right. like to have like a bunch of cleavage hanging. Um, I, I have to remember there are children out there, and sometimes with that, um, the the gear takes a little bit of punishment, so you have to have something that's durable. And 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 things happen in the ring, you know. Things get snagged, they get ripped, they get caught on, you know, things. So we have to, you know, I I personally make sure that I take into consideration that certain things are covered because there are children out there, and not only do you want to be a, a professional, you 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 want to be a worker, you want to be able to, to, to give that show but not give that kind of show. Folks on the uh on the phone with us right now is uh the Dynamite Diva Michelle Wilkins. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Michelle, I want to applaud you for what you just said because, you know, a lot of times and uh, you know, being from a man's point of view, uh I, I understand that the you know, part of the attraction of women's wrestling is seeing um uh, beautiful women uh, in uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, uh, provocative ring attire, so to speak. But I don't necessarily think it's important to have ring attire that's basically two washcloths and a couple of Band-Aids that are holding everything together in place uh, because part of the attraction, at least for me, uh, for women's wrestling is to see competitive women wrestling. I mean, that that's the idea behind of it. Now, I know that there are... Some promotions, their demographic, uh, it's a little bit different. So uh, I, I certainly applaud you for uh, for bringing that out right out to the forefront and being professional about it. I, my, my hat's off to you. Um, I definitely appreciate that. Not not a I problem. I definitely appreciate that. Now I know that I you. Had... To, I, I see it on my side too. So you know, right. um, and sometimes when you have the hard the ladies that actually battle in the ring, um, it 
and they see the ones that, you know, are, are hardly dressed and they're bending over. It's like the kids are looking. Don't forget about the kids, you know. So we have to be very cautious about it. And also backstage, there's a certain way to carry yourself as a female backstage, you know, there's because we are all professional. I'm backstage with a lot of men. Sometimes we ladies do not have our own dressing rooms, so we have to professionally make um, make our space, you know, as private as as we can. Because sometimes, like I said, we don't we don't have our own space. The, the promoters really try to make sure that we do, but sometimes we're in that situation where we don't, and we become very professional about completely changing under a T-shirt. Right there, and the gentlemen never see, never did. These gentlemen are married, so we have to make sure that we keep ourselves in check because there are wives that are not behind stage, but you know, you don't want to give anyone sure. the impression that you're not professional. So, no, and that, that, that that's, that's a very valid point. Yes, no, very, that's, very that's, important. Yes, that's a very valid point. That, that kind of leads me to something. I'm going to throw this at you. Um, have you right, have you watched um, Total Divas on the E Network? Have you have you watched that show at all? I did not. I I do not get to watch very much TV. Okay. That's all right. Uh, that that would be one of my criticisms of the show. And if you're familiar with it, it, it takes a behind the scenes look at a handful of the divas that are currently signed to. Uh, uh, the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, and my whole thought process has always been, and there's a lot of people that enjoy the show, and and uh, you know I've watched it on on a handful of occasions. But one of the things that has always struck me, especially here as of late, is the amount of um, the amount of language and the amount of uh, uh, I don't know sexual talk that goes on. And my thought process on it is is that. Uh, you know, you're taking stars from the WWE, and obviously I know that this, this program is meant to be viewed by adults, but I also know that there are young girls that look up to these girls, the Bella Twins and, and Natalie and, you know, the other girls that are on there, uh, the Funkadactyls, uh, and I think at times that they can put themselves in a, in a, in a strange, posi- strange position in the sense that, uh, you know, here we're trying to cater to adult fans, and we're also, you know, we're forgetful that there are children that are involved. And I know that at Danger Zone, you guys, a lot of your events are held at the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club, are they not? Yes, they are. So you have a lot of children that are in attendance at your shows, correct? Oh, yes. They're the main ones that are, as soon as you walk through the gate, they are the ones that go running to the ringside. Those are those are the ones. This is why I love the independent circuit. Um, WWE and the professionals and the money and the glamour and going all over the world, beautiful thing. If they offered it to me, I might take it, but I have a lot more autonomy on the independent circuit. I don't. I, I choose what I want to wear, how I want to do my hair, how I want to do my makeup, you know, and... It's not about it's not about that 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 sexual side trying to bring in more more adults more money. It's not about that in the independent circuit. It is about entertaining 
the fans and letting them go home happy and wanting to come back. I had a little girl to tell me she was going to be me for Halloween. That was the most flattering thing I have ever had a fan tell me. And just That's this awesome. weekend, it, wasn't that awesome? I I, I just yes. did just this weekend a fan made an action figure of me. I was so amped. That is more pleasurable to me than anything. I love mingling with the fans. I love mingling with the fans. They are the reason for going out there and putting on an awesome show. And for us ladies out there, this is why on the independent circuit, ladies that I have the uh, privilege of challenging, we fight hard. They want to see that. They want to see you look like a wrestler, and that's all well and good, and, and you should. You should, you know, dress the part, walk the part, talk the part, be the part. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't have to be naked to do it. And, and this True. is a man's sport. To, and for women to have our place in it, we have to be ladies of the sport. Very that's well said. Me, you know, maybe that's just me. No, no. I, and I, I think that there are a lot of people that share your sentiments. If they were honest about it, you know, they would, uh, you know, they would be forthcoming with it. I mean, you know, again, from a man's perspective, I, I, I get the whole part about being physically attractive. But I also know at some point in time, like what Laura said, you know, I've had enough of the, you know, musical chair matches and the pillow fight matches and the, you know, whatever. You know, at some point in time, you're either going to tune in to watch women's wrestling or if you follow social media, nine times out of ten, when Divas matches come on the WWE anymore, the number one trending tweet is, it's time for a bathroom break because people aren't emotionally invested in the product because of those types of yep. things. So my, my, my hats are off to you. I've, I've got another question I want to ask you, and I've asked this uh, to some other guests. I've asked this to Rodney Mack, and I asked it to uh, Cedric Alexander. Do you feel that there are more opportunities for African-American wrestlers, whether it be male or female, in today's business than, say, there were just like five years ago? I would say it's probably a touch better now. Um, and, I can only, and I can only speak just for, you know, what, what I have to deal with. It's, it's difficult for me. I, I can say that um, to, to not only be a female in a man's business, but to also be African-American. Um, some of the ladies are not as receptive um, to me um, because if they don't have that professional side, then they're going to think I'm trying to come in and steal their shine. And that's not the case. Um, I want to come in. I want to do exactly what you're doing, which is what I hope that they're doing, is, you know, entertaining the crowd, having a nice hard battle, you know, and being safe with it. Um, A lot of times if some of the ladies that are in it because they want to be seen for, you know, for that, sexual side of it or whatever, or just to be the only female there, because sometimes, you know, we ladies, we like attention, and, and, I, and I get that, but sometimes we ladies, we like to be the only female amongst all these men, amongst all the fans who, who want to be seen, so if another female comes out, 
that's um, an intimidation thing. I have to be very careful with things like that. But as far as opportunities, I I feel like certain people can promote me or certain people will actually take the time to promote me as opposed okay. to some of the others that I've had the experience of dealing with. Okay. Now I know that you I know that you have, have had mentioned the promotions that you had worked for in the past. Are there some promotions that are in the area uh that you would like to get booked on that, that you've heard about or or maybe actually, you know, caught a show on? Um I I like going to North Carolina. I love the fans down there. They they really love my character down there, whether I'm heel or face and like I said I have to be adaptive so Whatever the promoter wants, I can do. I, you know, if they want me to be heel, I'm heel because everybody can't be, you know, the good girl. And if they need me to be face, I can be face because with the limited amount of ladies out here, we, you know, I have to be adaptive. Um, I think all professionals should be as adaptive as they can be. Um, but I've had the opportunity to do Vanguard, um, which is in uh, Virginia, the Virginia Beach area. Um, I don't get to do too many things in Virginia. I would love to do more in Virginia because this is my hometown, uh, because it's a little easier to get to, and because the people on this side, you know, they don't really want to travel to North Carolina, which I love about North Carolina. They'll go anywhere. They'll go (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) Right. No, you have to do it. So there's a wrestling match, and they will go anywhere. I catch people on the street and say, hey, we're having a match. You coming? Don't you want to see me? You want to come? And and I'll see them in the audience. So right. I'm not really pushing, pushing, because I've been here since 2006. Virginia knows about me. If they want me, I'm here. But I'm not going to, you know, knock their doors down because I'm very happy in North Carolina. But if they want me, I'm here. But not to be used as a patsy. I do find that to be um, the case a lot here, that I'm not used very much here in Virginia, but when they need me, it's when they need a competitor for their girl. And Mm -hmm. I don't like to put myself in that position because that can potentially be dangerous. Okay. Well, yeah, I I bet so. Um, And and speaking of Virginia and everything, I was talking to some people at a show this weekend in Virginia, and they're telling me it's a little hard. It's harder to get a wrestling promotion going in Virginia than it is in North Carolina because um, it's a little more expensive. Uh, the promoter fee is more expensive, and also I think the wrestling license is uh, more expensive in Virginia uh, than it is in North Carolina. Well, you don't even have to be licensed in North Carolina. You know, you, well, you there don't you even go. have to be <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're Commonwealth, so, you know, Virginia is going to want to be right. involved in some type of way. They want to have their hands in it. So it is a little bit more difficult, which is why North Carolina has so many. Um, You you turn the corner and boom, there's a wrestling promotion. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, what was that? I said you turn the corner and boom, there's a wrestling promotion in North Carolina. Exactly. But they put on, (laughs) the majority of them put on really nice shows. They you know, because yes, they, they cater do. to fans. 
you know, Virginia, they wanted they have to try to make theirs back so they cater to sometimes to the money or to the names of their people. And sometimes they're a little they don't branch out to a lot of people. They use only who they have and that's who they use. And some promotions here in Virginia are like that where they it's just all about theirs like um I I I don't quote me please um, but I, I don't think NWA likes to use a lot of women. They they love their gentlemen, right. and that's just how their promotion runs. Maybe that's changed. That they, they've never called me, you know. <laughs> so I've, I love Gordon, North Carolina, and they have a lot more freedom. They have a lot more autonomy down there, and 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 you can you can expand yourself in the entertainment business and enjoy your fans. You know, that's a great way to put it. It really is. Um, And it really does boil down to the fans, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. And if they forget that, they're going to have, you tend to have a promotion that just caters on the people that you get in and you end up putting people together who do not work well together or who don't have that chemistry. You have to have good chemistry with people, you know, um, whether you like them or not, whether you're here or safe. You have to have good uh, chemistry, and you have to remember also the professional side of it. If you are working, this is this is like your job, and you don't go to work and try to, you know, mess up the person that you're working with. You have to work with that person, and you have to be, you know, like I said, you have to be really flexible because you don't know what the promoters are going to want. Because sometimes I don't know what the promoters want when they book me. They may say I want this, and then when I get down there, there's something different, or there's a different opponent, you know, or the match is totally changed, or you may have to do promo, or you may have to meet and greet. It just really depends on what they need for their show at that time. Well, speaking of which, uh, take us through a typical show day for you. A typical show day as as I'm preparing mm-hmm. myself for it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it starts from the booking. So if I got booked last month, last month I'm already preparing for this month. Um, the The thing about it is that it can be a little unpredictable towards the end because as they say, card is always subject to change, and that happens a right. lot, um, where you're all set, ready to go, and at the last minute it's changed. Independent circuit, I can deal with that. Um, I guess if it were WWE, you better be on that plane, regardless, rain, sleet, snow, or hail, and who cares if you're sick or whatever. Um, but I will usually already have things packed and ready. I have a bag that's totally with all my gear in it that's always ready to grab and go. And you always take your gear with you and you learn this in school. Um, I'm mentally preparing. I research my opponents. Um, I go online. I look at their matches. I look at their style. I look at their finishers. I look at how they work in the ring. And I, I try to find if they have promos where I get to see them speak and I get to kind of have a feel for their character's personality so that I know what to expect when I meet this person or when I see them in the ring. Um, there's um, Glow, 
um, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and I'll go on there and I'll find some of the ladies and I'll read up on them. Um, I have myself mentally prepared. I will look at videos of matches, and I will, half the time I'm throwing myself around the house. So it's like, okay, yeah, I know I'm going to. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I don't know what she's going to do. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have myself ready, you know, to get out of things or to do things or to do whatever I need to do for the win. And also I work on what I'm going to say to the crowd, you know, what how I'm going to come in to them. Like one New Year's I came in with confetti, just throwing it around with horns and everything. Happy New Year because it was the New Year. Um, so I, I prepare that way. Then when it's time to go, I get my car all gassed up, I pack up, I leave my mother some money and take care of my kids and make sure I get my mother some North Carolina lottery tickets on the way back, and there we go. <laughs> she looks forward to that. When I come back from it, my mother doesn't get to go to the shows very often because she went to one show and my mom plum lost it. Um, I thought she was going to, like, Casey Carlock hit me in the head with a picture frame, glass ones flying. My mom oh my. went ballistic. My mom went absolutely ballistic. So my mama can't come to the shows because she's going to be ready to fight and she can't handle it. And I could hear my mom in the audience just screaming, take your shoes off, take your shoes off. So, you know, my mom's ready for me to get the grappling in there. And it was pretty intense, so we leave mom at home. I try to take my family. My family, they're kind of funny about it. I mean, I had one niece who just cried the entire match, so she can't come no more either. Oh. But I bring her back to the Carolina Lottery Sisters. Yeah, I think it's a little different for them because, you know, they, they see me on a normal basis. Right. It's awesome, though. It's, Not... it's really, really awesome. <laughs> I was, I know that, you know, she gets very, sounds like she gets very um, um, demonstrative at um, matches, but I would like to see your mom at a match one time. I, that would probably be the highlight of the card. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> to them. I make them. I make them know who she is when they come. <laughs> so that they don't like fly out the ring on her or anything. <laughs> yeah, this lady here's my mom, so she, you know, get gets a little up in your face. Please don't hit her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom, you slide back a little bit. And I and I think it's awesome because I I met um, the Scream Queen's mother. That one, Mischief, right? Yeah, mischief. Yeah, um, I met her mom, and you know her, and her mom kind of feels a bit like my mom. You know, you you don't want to see your daughter, your cutesy bootsy baby, you know, in in this sport, but you're so proud of her being in this sport because you know she's awesome. And I, I met her mother, and her mother was just yeah. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm trying to sell her pictures, and it was just really very nice to meet them. So you get to meet a lot of people's families. You get to meet their children. And in this business, they actually do become your family. I mean, we pray 
um, and we have, you know, our time before the show starts, you know, because everybody's laying hands on each other because, you know, even though we know we're going to fight, we're going to compete, we also want to be able to go home afterwards, you know, intact. So we do our best. And, exactly. And things do happen. So, you know, we have to be professional on, you know, everything's about being professional when it comes to this business. People don't realize that. You, you know, it, it is a it is a, a very strong etiquette behind the scenes to make this show work. Speaking of um, of shows, Michelle, what events do you have that are coming up in the future that someone might be able to have the opportunity to come and see you wrestle? Well, they can watch out for the dates of um, Danger Zone um, sports. Okay. Um, I've been going out there. Um, pretty regular. Um, it's going to be, I'm pretty much dedicated to their weekend, which is like the end of the month, like every third Saturday of the month for them. Um, high volume pro wrestling, which is under cold cash, is sometimes like the second of the month. And I've also been with Power Pro Wrestling under Jimmy Love. Um, they've been very awesome to me as well. Um, and I um have a show coming up on the 17th of May. I also have one in Asheboro with CSW, CWS on the 10th, and I believe that I'm going to be facing that She-Hawk. Oh, she gave me a time in the ring. Um, she and I are supposed to face each other um, May the 10th. So there's May the 10th, there's May 17th, and... Um, then I've got a wedding and some more stuff coming up in June and July, so I've been, like, really out of my mind lately. Right, and I I have the information. Uh, Saturday, May the 10th, Carolina Wrestling Showcase at the Eastside Community Center, Asheboro, North Carolina, 7.30, the bell time on that card, and you will be facing <laughs> Ronnie Nicole. What did you, you called her, the, the she, the she-devil of the South? Well, that that's what they built her. They built her as the She-Hawk of the South. The She-Hawk of the South, okay. The She-Hawk of the South. And it fits. It really does. It fits because she's, she has this powerful um, aura about herself. Um, not mm-hmm. to mention she gives a um, heart blow to the head. So, you know, I mean, she, she she lives up to that name. I give it to her on that one. <laughs> but all Very in all, good. all in all, she's she's still upset with me because it'd be the last two times we've seen her. So I snuck a couple of bulldogs in on her, and she wasn't very happy. And if you saw the video, and I got to look at it, of uh, I'm like, you know, celebrating with the fans and. She goes and she throws me off the top rope. Oh, yeah, get your last word in. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it, it's something. It's some, It's animosity in the ring, but we're still professionals behind stage um, sometimes. Sometimes we, like, we'll really get into it. So it's like, okay, save it for the ring. And we go out and we go out hard. Right. Now I know I know that you told me that you don't use Twitter. If fans want to find you on Facebook or any other type of social media, how can they do that? They can definitely look me up on Facebook um, under my name, Michelle Wilkins, or under Dynamite Diva. Um, there's videos um, and promos on YouTube, and also under um, 
Unreal Entertainment, um, uh, 2009.com. So that's a YouTube um, site as well. Um, They put uh, the videos out. Um, There's also my email, and I check my email frequently. Um, It's Miss M. Wilkins, 86, at AOL.com, and that's M S M W I L K I N S 86 at AOL.com. I will probably at some point get into this technological stuff that they have, uh, you know, my, my skills. <laughs> I understand completely. It's hard to keep up with. Michelle, I want to want to thank you very much for for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, really, really great to hear your insight into the world of of not just you know female wrestling, but just in wrestling in general. I really thank you for uh, for taking the time to be with us this evening. I so appreciate your time. I I, I appreciate you thinking about me. I'm honored that you um, thought about me to even bring me on the show. I'm delighted. Uh, lovely Laura. Yes. I love that. I just like to say that. Lovely Laura. <laughs> That's a great name, isn't it? So, I, I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to um, to meet with you all one day. I hear you speak a lot about, what is it, PBX or PWX? Or, PWX, I haven't heard yeah, about that. Yeah. PWX, well, um, they're having two shows. Um, right, they run out of North Carolina. And um, they have a, a growing women's division. Uh, Mia Yim uh, uh, wrestles for them. Sue Youngs wrestles for them. Amanda Rodriguez, Amber O'Neill. Um, they're having two shows next month. One is in Archdale, North Carolina, which is down below High Point, and the other one is at Club Hush in Charlotte. Uh, PWXPro.com, uh, you can find the information there. But would love to see you at a PWX show. Yeah, I'm going to have to get out there. I hadn't heard of them, so I'm going to have to get out there because um, I, I heard you um, talking about that and how much fun you had at the shows, and I'm going to get out there and, and, and enjoy that, probably from the audience. You'll, that would be great. <laughs> you'll have a ball, I promise. I'm certain. I'm certain, and we would love to see you at DZ. Come to the Danger Zone. They've got the Danger Zone girls down there, and they really, really set it off. I mean, it's, I love the way they have the production set. It's absolutely awesome, absolutely awesome. I will have to do that. I certainly will have okay. to look you guys up again. Promise. Right. Well, definitely Michelle, looking forward to it. And thank you so much. Not a problem. Well. Michelle, if we could, we could get you to do one last thing for us, if we could just get you to uh, – to record a little bump for us, say, this is the Dynamite Diva Michelle Wilkins, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. That would be great. You can go whenever you'd like. All righty. Well, of course, I love that. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, I um, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Continue to do so because I know I will. And just want to let you know this is the Dynamite Diva coming to you live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Thank you, and have a good evening. Thank you, Michelle, very much for being on the show tonight. We appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Have a good Thank evening. You, Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye now. 
And there she goes, folks, Michelle Wilkins. She was great. How awesome. She was. I enjoyed The thing that really, yeah, I, I enjoyed her too. And the thing that that really struck me is how much she talked about being professional. And I don't think oh, there's a lot of that in wrestling anymore. Well, you know, you know what, we'll, yeah, we're going to, uh, she said she said a couple of things that really stood out to me. And, uh, you know, it, I'm not going to get into it right now. We're going to get into it a little bit later about uh, about some things. But uh, the things that, that stood out to me that, that she said, you know, about, you know, maintaining an etiquette, you know, and, and maintaining professionalism mm-hmm. and, you know, that it's uh, training, you know, and studying and putting in the time and putting in the effort and, uh, you know, talking about a lot of the stuff that's backstage that, that, that you and I don't necessarily get to see. Um Right. That that you know that goes into into a show. I, you know, very very well spoken. Very uh, uh, a very good representative of not only just you know independent female wrestling, but wrestling in general. You know, again, I'd, oh, absolutely great. I'm certainly. glad that uh, I'm glad that I came across her. Or we came across her. Uh, I wish her nothing but the best and success and. In danger zone and, and and wherever it is that she may be wrestling at next, um, again, folks, uh, if you're in the Asheboro, North Carolina area, Saturday, May the 10th, Carolina Wrestling Showcase, Eastside Community Center, Asheboro, North Carolina, 7:30 bell time on that. So, if you get a chance to be out that way, or if you're in uh, going to catch a Danger Zone sports show, you can see the Dynamite Diva Michelle Wilkins on that card. Um, I know, Laura, that you attended you attended a wrestling show this past weekend. <laughs> Good God, Bob. <laughs> what? That was like some of the shittiest wrestling I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Um, but you it was at the Salem? The what? Go ahead. Well, no, you um, you you went there for an ulterior motive though. And what you was went that? there to see a, see a particular individual or a couple of individuals. I went there to I see a, a lot of yeah. I went to see, I went yeah. to see a lot of individuals. Um, it was at the uh, Salem Civic Center in Salem, Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. If you're you know knowledgeable about Crockett Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Roanoke, Virginia was like the northern most northern that Crockett went for a while. Um, until he branched out more. But Roanoke, Virginia is a wrestling town. Rick Flair will tell you that. Um, mm-hmm. Salem's right below Roanoke. Went to the Star City Wrestle Fest because they were having this huge fan fest that they advertised. A um, couple people didn't show, one of which was John Cena Sr. What? Michael Elgin, which, yeah, John, John Cena, Cena Sr. Cena Sr. didn't Cena show? Said. What? He didn't no, show? he did not. He was a no-show. Mm-hmm. He was a no-show Cena. And just think, folks, this past Monday night, John Cena Jr. was telling everybody, I have been here for 12 years, whether you like me or whether you don't like me, whether you love me or whether you hate me, I've been here for 12 years. And his dad couldn't make one booking. That's nope. terrible. Nope. All right. Who else uh, didn't Michael show? Elgin had... Uh, Michael Elgin didn't show. He was in a match in Marietta, Ohio with Adam Pierce, so I'm not exactly sure what happened there. 
But um, I got to meet some legends. Uh, Tommy Wildfire Rich, Very former cool. NWA champion, had monumental feud with uh, Buzz Sawyer, talked with Tommy's uh, handler. No one ever recorded those matches. Really? No one ever recorded those matches. So the only way to know what really went down was to have been in the Omni a lot of times in Atlanta or, you know, in some other southern town to see it. And I think that is a shame. That is, I saw pictures of the matches in, you know, PWI when I was growing up, but no one actually, you know, video recorded them. Um, didn't their feud... Hold on a second, Laura. Didn't their feud like culminate in like a really big cage match, and somebody? There was one person that filmed it, but owns the video rights to it and won't release it to anybody. Well, did I hear something about that? I asked him about that. I did. I well, the the guy was telling me about that. It's rumored that Ole Anderson has that video footage, Hmm. and Tommy's handler told me. That he said, I've asked Oli. Oli, do you have that video footage? And Oli swears up and down that he doesn't. Okay. I, that's just something jumped out at me. I thought that I had read that at some some point yeah. in time. I can't, even, I can't even remember what it was billed as. It was billed as a big event. Go on. I'm just rambling. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like, like you said, it's the culmination of that feud and the big steel cage match. Uh, yeah. Tommy told me that uh, he loved working with Buzz and was really glad that he didn't kill him. Uh, so, um, I got, I went over and talked to Jim Cornette next, which was, you know, for a little girl who is 12 years old and she's watching Stan Lane and, and, you know, it's what I told Jim, you know, I'm a, I'm a Stan Lane fan and I told him I was only 12, but I knew something was going on <laughs> and I thought Jim Cornette was going to die laughing. He said, I'm going to tell Stan Lane that. And I said, well, you go right ahead and tell him that because that's the truth. Um, he told some great stories, told the story about smacking Santino Morello 16 times, which led to his release as a consultant for the WWE. Um, he was talk- He even talked about George South, um, uh, hollered at Bob Orton as he went by and said, uh, Hey, Bob, if I'd have had Randy a little longer on OVW, we would have made TV. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and, it, you know, a lot of people don't like him for the things that he says, but for me, at being a little 12-year-old girl who hated him but knew that he was hilarious, I mean, he called Ron Garvin the Barney Rubble of professional wrestling. <laughs> How could you not laugh at that back in the day? You know, even though they're going up against the Rock and Roll Express, those matches doesn't matter if it's you know either Dennis or Stan. They're still just you know they don't make wrestling matches like that anymore. Well, and, uh, you know, and, and I've got I, no bones about saying this. You and I talked about this before we went on air. The whole thing about Jim Cornette is is that it's either one of two ways. People either love Jim Cornette or they can't stand him because Jim Cornette right. has been probably one of the most vocal, outspoken people in the history of professional wrestling. If Jim Cornette likes you, you are over like a flapjack. If Jim Cornette does not like you, he has made no bones about telling 222,000 shoot stories on people from Brock Lesnar all the way down. So... 
I mean, he's pretty much seen it all and worked with everybody who's anybody to work with in this business. Oh, yeah, most definitely, you know. Um, he's been a worker, uh, promoter, mm-hmm. consultant, trainer. I mean, he's he's done it all. Right. And he was just so entertaining. I mean, he came, we waited a little bit for him to get back because he had to go out to his car to get something, and so we waited for a little bit. And as soon as he saw us standing there, he started talking. Right. And it was just these stories about, you know, how he would talk up George South or the Italian Stallion or, or somebody on um, TBS because the Midnight Express did horrible things to them on air, you know, in the matches, just beat the crap out of them. But he wanted to give back a little bit so that people would know, you know, who George South was or who the Italian Stallion was. You know, right. not that they didn't know, but you know what I mean, just, you know, give them a little recognition. And speaking of George South, I just want to throw this out there. Thank you, Mr. George South, for uh, giving me a shout-out on uh, the latest episode of Dad, You Don't Work, You Wrestle. If you guys haven't seen Dad, You Don't Work, You Wrestle, you need to. It's on YouTube. Also, pick up that book. It's a wonderful read. If you're a wrestling fan, you can't miss this book. Um, back to the uh, WrestleFest. Um, I talked with Ronnie Garvin. Uh, Man with the hands of stone. Yeah. What a great guy. I, 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 for one thing, he said I didn't look my age, so I always love men who tell me that. And um, for another, oh, and Jim Cornette said I smell like candy. Um, Lord. <laughs> Ron oh, Garvin was God. great. Absolutely great. Um, <laughs> and, Bob, and you said Bob Orton walked- had, had, had cold hands. What was going on in this thing? <laughs> Nothing. He, when he put his arm around me, I could feel his cold hand through my shirt. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> and I got a kiss from Tommy Rich. He kissed me on the cheek. Well, um, this sounds like it was a fan fest. <laughs> anyway, getting back to talking to Mr. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, we were t- his first wife is was from Virginia, not very far from where I live. Um, he was talking about how the business had changed and that um, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about when Crockett bought UWF. He said, you know, we could see this and then had to sell out the Turner. He said, well, you know, we could see it was coming. You know, mm-hmm. it was probably the biggest mistake, you know, Crockett ever made. But um, got autographs from everybody. I didn't get an autograph from Bob Orton. I did get my picture with him. Kyle O'Reilly from uh, Ring of Honor was there. He remembered me from Ziggy's in January. Um, cool. He he did not wrestle. I'm not sure why, but he was a great guy. We, and as a matter of fact, uh, we were talking about PWX, and one of the promoters said, isn't that where Caleb Conley wrestles? And I said, yes, it is. Well, Caleb Conley can go. So... You know, and speaking of PWX, I just want to throw this out here really quickly. If I was talking to, if I talked to you at this WrestleFest, I was talking up PWX. I was also talking up uh, XWW and Milestone and Five Dollar Wrestling. So I was trying to get the word out there because a lot of people in Virginia have never heard of PWX. Um, like like Michelle had never heard of PWX or, or XWW or Milestone. So I was trying to help out my friends 
at those promotions. Get the word out a little bit. I think maybe perhaps um, some of those people will come down after the horrendous, horrendous wrestling that we saw. Maybe there was two good matches. Maybe one of them was a ladies' match, and those women, they can fight. They went hard. And the main event, um, it was a good tag match there, too. But the rest of them, um, one guy looked like um, his tights were pink argyle. Pink argyle. Pink argyle, the worst tights I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Wow. And yeah, that's, I mean that's what is, I want to do when I get to be a pro wrestler. I want to wear pink argyle trunks into the ring. Well, if you do, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, you have you got to look this guy up. Yeah. So you know. But just saying that, you know, it was some horrible wrestling. And I want to give a shout-out to Tim Cole. Uh, he and his friend and his son made that, uh, made that entire wrestling show um, enjoyable because they were interacting with the wrestlers and just hollering, and it, just, it was just so good. And they had run a wrestling promotion called HCWA. Uh, it stands for Heritage Championship Wrestling. Um, it is out of Reedsville, North Carolina. Um, they do some shows in and around. They also do some um, shows in Virginia. Um, but they have a YouTube channel that is so funny. They, they do some great promos there. I'll just go over quickly. Um, uh, heavyweight champion is Johnny Roxel. Um he is uh, the big baby right now, the big baby face. Um, newly crowned TV champ, Zero, which I sat next to. Uh, Matt Mahoney is a great announcer. He was there, too. Um, he's the voice of HCWA, and Tim is also an announcer. He's kind of like the heel. Um, they're going to have a show in Wentworth, North Carolina, at the Armory um, mm-hmm. in uh Let's see here. It's in Reedsville, actually, 292 North Carolina Highway 65. Um, they've also got people like uh, J.D. J.W. Dalton, D-Nice, the Raging Rebel Robert Stanley, um, the Outlaw Wayne Taylor, and Vice, and this little, just to name a few. And they're on Facebook. Just look them up, HCWA Wrestling. Uh, they have a big show coming up on May 10th um, at um, the Armory there. It is called Mother's Day Mayhem at 7.30. Uh, have any questions or anything, look them up on Facebook, HCWA. Um, we're going to uh, try to get them on, get some of their talent on, um, and introduce people to you know this uh, wrestling promotion because we, we love indie wrestling here and we want to spread the word about um, some, good, some good stuff. And um, Speaking of some good stuff, we've got AAW Pro Wrestling Presents Day of Defiance, Friday, May 2nd at 11.15 Bourbon Street, Marionette Park, Illinois. Scheduled to appear, Silas Young, Eddie Kingston, Jimmy Jacobs, Kevin Steen, uh, Shane Hollister, Heidi Lovelace, Vita Scott, and many more. For more information, check them out at www.aawrestling.com. I um, want to give a shout-out to my XWW people. 
um, especially Mr. Johnny Small gave me a, a little shout-out on Facebook. Um, they're having Love, Hate, Tragedy, uh, May 11th. We'll talk a little bit about it uh, next week, a little more at Kate's Skating Rink in Indian Trail, North Carolina. Uh, General Missions, 10 bucks. Um, kids under 12 or 5. All mothers, since on Mother's Day they get in free. We'll go over the card next week a little bit. Um, XWW is a great promotion, so check them out. Um, we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> something I'm going to Friday night is uh, Fireball's Birthday Bash, and it's the Grindhouse uh, slash wrestling show at the Tremont Music Hall in Charlotte, North Kekalaki. Um There's going to be a sleazy kissing booth uh, with our friend, uh, Mr. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson, I believe uh, Fireball's going to get in on that uh, kissing booth, so I guess we want to bring me some dollar bills. Um, we're going to have uh, Mrs. Grindhouse contest, go-go dancing, wrestling matches. Uh, some of our friends uh, from um, previous shows, uh, Big Donnie, Little Donnie's going to be there. Angry Panda's going to be there. Um, there's going to be bands. Uh, Terry Houston versus Mr. Sleeve in a loser gets caned match. It's an 18 and only up, uh, 18 and up only, sorry. Uh, $12 uh, plus three more dollars, which would be 15 if you're under 21. Uh, and that's Friday night. Uh, everything starts at 7 o'clock. So everybody get down to the uh, Tremont Music Hall in Charlotte and help uh, Dustin celebrate his 30th birthday. I was going to say, I certainly hope this is going to be an 18-plus show. You know, you got a sleazy oil-kissing booth, grindhouse girls, dollar bills flying, you know. No disrespect to, to Justin Fireball, but, I'll, you know, I'll be glad when his birthday's over because on my Facebook timeline, I must get 16 or 17 status updates every day about his birthday show. Hold on. Here's here's somebody now. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 thrilled to death. Here's somebody else that's just thrilled to death too. Eight six four. You're on with live from the Armory Wrestling Show. I already know who this is. How are you, Mr. Sleaze? Bob. Bob. I'm back. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm excited. I'm drinking a nice uh, glass of wine. getting my body nice and toned, ready for uh, this Friday when I can pour some baby oil on myself, you know, make a few bucks in a kissing booth, do a little booty shaking, see some uh, pretty ladies, and uh, fight uh, fight a guy that uh, I respect a lot, and that's uh, Mr. Terry Houston. Well, first of all, I didn't know that Thunderbird was technically classified as a wine. Ah, see, 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 that's where you're mistaken. It's actually Boone's Farm, but okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please tell me it's Strawberry Hill. Oh, it is, and it is delicious. <laughs> yes, you oh, are going the to best be... for me. Oh, yeah, oh, top shelf only, top shelf only. Oh, yeah. uh, that's right. You are going to be wrestling Terry Houston at this show, correct? Oh, yes. What uh, yes, what was I the match? Stip- what was the match stipulation on this on this match? The match stipulation. The match stipulation is basically it's a regular match. Uh, the only thing is, whoever loses this match 
will be forced to take uh, Singapore Kane lashes from his opponent. And it's forced see. to do that. So. Um, you know, I've been uh, I've been uh, in the backyard finding some bamboo wherever I can find it, and I've been swinging off on some trees, uh, getting my getting my wrist nice and uh, loosened up because I don't plan on losing that match. I love Terry to death, but uh, this guy's not this guy's beautiful skin, aka the sexual guy. Every woman's sexual fantasy is not getting hit with a Nintendo stick. <laughs> well. I would uh, I would not use too much baby oil if I were you because I can imagine that in the event that you were to lose that match, that that baby oil would just ignite like oil across that back. Uh, we don't we don't need to talk like I'm going to lose this match. We don't need to talk like that, Bob. Fuck you I, on my I, side, uh, brother. I'm, I just present objective opinions. Oh, no, I forgot you're a BCB guy. I forgot about that. You're not a Mr. Sleeve guy. Well, you know. Uh, see, I'm a Mr. Sleeve girl. Yeah, see? Now we've ended up in a quandary. See. I know, and you know, uh, you know, and Bob, I love you to death. Uh, Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley. Uh, thank you, Eric. I wish you all the best of luck as you get caned at this show. Thank you very much, sir. Please stay on the line. You're going to love what I have to say here in just a little bit. Uh, there he goes. Mid-States Wrestling, Saturday, May 3rd, Harrison, Arkansas, from the Fairgrounds Indoor Building, 7.30 bell time. The reason why I'm mentioning this is that a good friend, uh, Gary Roosevelt Graham, former uh, TCW talent, one half of the uh, tag team champions, former tag team champions for TCW, the Hounds of Hell. Roosevelt is on this card. They're going to have a four-way ladder match for the IWIC championship. It will be Jim Fallon versus Gary Roosevelt Graham versus Dustin Heritage versus Mitch Baxter. Uh, They're also going to have a tribute to the Ultimate Warrior and there's also going to be eight other matches on that card. Uh, and as far as I know of, this match is still going to happen Saturday, May 3rd in Harrison, Arkansas. So if you're in that area, uh, certainly uh, check that out. I, I think that you all enjoy that. Most certainly. And I've got Ultra Wrestle Saturday, May 3rd, Civilian Recreation Complex in Taylors, South Carolina. It's a 2 p. 2 p.m. bell time, scheduled to appear. James Drake, Team Man Pretty, Dean Richards, Jet Black, who we'll talk about that later, uh, Skyler Cruz, uh, the gentleman you just heard a minute ago, Mr. Sleeves, Eric Thompson, and many more. And let's see, MCW Pro Wrestling, Saturday, May 3rd, LCC Fieldhouse in Elyria, Ohio, 6.30 bell time. Uh, This features a win-lose-draw match. Uh, However the outcome of the match ends, uh, it will be Mad Dog Manson's final match. Also scheduled, Brandon X versus Joey the Snake. Angel Dust versus uh, Avista Warlow for the Fighting Spirit title, and there's also other matches. So if you're in the Elyria, Ohio area, MCW Pro Wrestling, that's Saturday, May the 3rd. And we'll talk about this 
briefly um, because we still have a couple weeks to promote it. Uh, my good friends down at Milestone Wrestling in Hickory, North Carolina, are having a last man standing match on May 17th in the Hickory National Guard Armory. Our good friends, uh, Terry F. in Houston versus Colt 45, not sure. I'm pretty sure the Smash Mouth title is online for this. They've had some really incredible battles. Uh, this one ought to be a good one. Um, another match you're going to have is Rusty Rodriguez versus Trey Chaos. It's going to be a tag team gauntlet. I saw the Donnies were on there and a couple of other teams. So looks like it's going to be a great card, and Jason Dentino always puts on a great show there in Hickory. So, um, like I said, we'll talk a little bit about uh, more about it um, in the in the couple weeks to come that we have, and um, I wanted to give a shout out. I, I did give a little shout out to Cameron Cade just a minute ago, but I always like to give a shout out to Cameron Cade because he never disappoints me on Sundays with his selfies. So, thank you, Cameron. Oh Lord, the uh, the milestone event with uh, with Terry and Colt. Um, you know, and I've talked to both of these guys. We've talked to them, you know, both on the show, and we've talked to them, talked to them off air, you know, and, uh, you know, that match, and, and I've relayed this to Terry, and, and I've relayed it to Colt. Uh, you know, I have strong concerns about the well-being of uh, both of those gentlemen because I know what Terry Houston is capable of, and I also know what Colt 45 is willing to do to keep the title. So I expect this to be uh, not for the squeamish, and uh, I certainly hope, um, whatever the outcome of the match is, I certainly hope that uh, uh, the best for both guys because uh, I guarantee you, folks, that one's going to be a barn burner uh, for Milestone. That'll be Terry Houston and Colt 45. So, you know, I, uh, I certainly wish both of them the best of luck. You know, when we had... We had Michelle Wilkins. I've been sitting here and I've been thinking, you know, and I've been I've been stewing for a while. I've been stewing for a week. You know, I wasn't on the show last week, and uh, I had prior commitment that I had to take care of. I did, you know, I I, I did catch the uh, the download. And folks, you can download this episode and any other episode we have on iTunes, uh, and they're free. You know, because you know I know how a lot of the, a lot of the fans are. You know, if it's not free anymore, you know, they really don't care. You know, um, but our episodes are free. We don't we don't ask anything of uh, of any of the fans. You know, obviously, you know I I don't know what what could we charge Laura a dollar ninety nine for a download on iTunes. You know, what would we do with that money? I have no idea. But um, going right. Yeah, uh, you know, in listening to to Michelle talk, you know, she just she kept saying some things that just really stick with me, and they they really been burning with me, and it's just kind of. It just kind of goes with, you know, what I've been thinking. You know, she talked about professionalism, and she talked about etiquette, and she talked about, you know, I, I don't know. She just talked about what seems to me to be like good old-fashioned manners, mm-hmm. you know, about about just about fans being fans and wrestlers being wrestlers. And you know what, folks? Uh, here's here's what I think. You know, I think a lot of you fans, I don't think that you should watch. Now, I don't think that you should go watch promotions like PWX or Wildcat or PWG, you know, because you're just going to ruin it for the rest of us. 
just like you've ruined everything else. Yeah, I'm talking to you, the wrestling guru, the wrestling mark, the wrestling smark. You know who you are. You're the president of the local chapter of the Internet wrestling community. You know, one of the thumb thugs, one of the keyboard warriors, You're the same selfish person who has bashed TNA for the last six damn months, saying the promotion's dead. Fire the whole damn roster. Get Dixie Carter off of TV or I'll never watch again. You're the same person who said this. And instead of going to PWX and supporting a solid promotion, you bought tickets to TNA in Winston-Salem. And you went and you cheered for the same promotion you've been bearing on social media for the past six, eight, nine months, however long it's been. I don't really blame you. I mean, it's not your fault. You just stick with what's safe. You stick with what you know, know, your remote control. You want to have that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, sitting around your TV on a Monday night or a Thursday night or a Wednesday night or whatever. I get it. You think that Wrestling has failed you. Guess what? Wrestling hasn't failed you. You're failing wrestling. This generation of fans, they're all disposable. You want it now. Like a retweet from CM Punk is the holy grail of Twitter. See, but the problem with that is you spent all damn day sending messages to him, making you look like a stalker. You send offensive tweets and posts to wrestlers like they're there to listen to your opinion about their personal life, like you two have some kind of a bromance going on. You post crap that you would never say, never say to that person or any other person to their face because you don't have the balls to. Then you want to complain when a wrestler won't take a picture or sign an autograph. You can't keep an attention span of 15 minutes. You want the next big thing. You want it right now so that you can say that you were a part of it only to try to change it around in 20 minutes. You cheer for wrestling as long as it makes you look cool. And then if your friends ask you, oh, you watch wrestling, you deny it. See, you love Daniel Bryan, yet if we say American Dragon... You think I'm talking about takeout Chinese. Everybody loves the shield. Everybody loves Dean Ambrose. But if I say switchblade conspiracy, put his name in there, put John Moxley, switchblade conspiracy, and Google that. Okay? If I say it, you think I'm talking about knives and schools. I say young bucks, and you think about that magazine you found in your mom's room. <laughs> I say names like Cedric Alexander, Luke Hawks, Caleb Conley, Jessica Havoc, Lefisto, Matt Lancey, Mike Dell, Sassy Steph, Masada, Jason Kincaid, Leva Bates, Andrew Everett, John Saxon, Chase Stevens, Earl Cooter, Candy Cartwright, Matt Hardy, Reba Sky, Amber O'Neill, Joey Ryan, AJ Styles, Fakay, Jules, Ali Parker, Mr. Sleaze. On and on and on and on and on. And you immediately think, ooh, indie wrestlers, indie promotions. 
they aren't on TV, so they can't be that good. Or the better one, that's where they go after their careers are over, like it's a circus. You know what? PWX tried to cater to fans like you because you always want everything for free. You know, when you go on social media and you're asking people if they've got a feed so that you can watch the pay-per-view for free, I hope to God Ring of Honor isn't relying on you to help with the revenue stream because they'll go broke. PWX put up free videos on their website and asked if you wanted to donate anything, a penny, 50 cents, a dollar, five dollars to help out, if you could. And what did you do? 15,000 views and not a goddamn dime. 15,000 views and no one could give a dollar. You'd rather sit and watch the WWE Network at $9.99 a month and watch shows like Legends House and wonder how these guys were the guys that paved the way. Because if I say Mr. Wonderful, you think I'm talking about a freaking candy bar. If I say Handsome Harley Race, you think that's a horse running in the Kentucky Derby. You think Jimmy Superfly Snooker is Jimmy and Jay Uso's grandpa. <laughs> now, there are parts of the WWE that are tremendous. There's other parts that aren't so great. What I'm telling you is, is that this may be the arrival point for some, but it's not the final destination for others. Hey, and don't get me wrong, we've got promoters that are fucking over, over older generation fans too. I'm not going to exclude you, Mr. He's Hardcore. In the immortal words of Mick Foley, you, Mr. Hardcore, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Riding on the nostalgic secondhand smoke of promotions long gone, promoters like Steve O'Neill and Mike Livingston take advantage of wrestlers, fans, and potential. And this, this part right here is important. Potential new fans of other promotions is why this business is hurting and why the true fans are left to pick up the pieces. I love the day gone by just like the next fan. I mean, for God's sakes, I kept the shirt Tommy Dreamer gave me 15 years ago. So I know something about passion. I know something about commitment. I know something about wrestling. But I even I know enough that after 35 years of being a fan, and yes, that makes me old, I can make suggestions to friends in this business, but I am no way qualified to run, promote, or book for a wrestling company. When I ask, I make the suggestion. And if it's like, that's great. And if somebody tells me that I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. When we started this show, the hope was to have a few listeners, a few downloads, to have some fun, pass along information about quality, proven promotions who run good shows. Now we've got promotions popping up left and right. I'm not going to lie to you folks, they're hard to keep up with. We could spend hours, and sometimes Laura and I do spend hours each week looking at promotions, and we wait to see what the responses are from not only the fans, but the wrestlers too. Because we as fans, like, like what Michelle was talking about earlier, we only see a portion of what goes on to put on a show. 
We have people that are ruining the business to make a fast dollar while proven promotions are struggling because they all get lumped together. We got guys in this business trying to play promoter that don't belong in the business. You come up with half the cash, make a half-ass show, get guys to come and take pictures with you so you can say, I'm a promoter, I know so-and-so, then fuck them over, the workers, the fans, everybody. Why don't you all get out of the way and let people who know how to do this professionally, professionally do it right? We told everybody when we started we would only be something we are rather than something we aren't. We told you this. I told you. I would never lie to you that if we booked somebody that they would be here, that we would pass on information that we knew was credible. It's something called integrity. We have made friends in this business. I have made friends in this business because of our honesty and our integrity. When I tell you that there are promotions that deserve your, your support, then it's true. When I tell you I wouldn't walk across the street to watch another ECW reunion show, as much as it pains me, then I wouldn't. Sorry, George Coles. You know I still love you, brother. Sometimes to get the things you've never had, you have to do things you've never done. Earlier, I said, when I say indie wrestlers' names, you think of circus events. Guess what? These are the men and women that are busting their asses along with good promoters and decent promotions that are the future of this business. A few fortunate ones can say that they get to do this full time. Others have regular shoot jobs during the day. Some have families. But they do this because it's their dream, it's their passion. I've always said that if you're at a circus and a fire breaks out, don't look for the clowns running around with buckets of confetti to come help put it out. And you know what, folks? Right now, we're the clowns. We're the clowns because we've become complacent. There are great wrestlers, promotions, and promoters that are worthy of your time and your money. We have to support these promotions because, folks, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Although wrestling entertains me, it entertains Laura, it entertains you, it is a business. We have to support it because if we don't, who will? What will become of this great industry we love? It takes two wrestlers a ring, and a fan. Are you the fan, or are you just another empty seat? That's what I know. Wow. <clears throat> and, and you know quite a bit, my friend. Um, wow. Wow. Um, you and I have talked about this before, about how people will pay exuberant amounts of money to go see WWE and have crappy seats and not have any interaction with the wrestlers, but won't pay 20 bucks to come see a PWX show. 
and you can get in an hour early and talk with the wrestlers. Um, that's what I do. Um, we as fans have to put our money where our mouths are. I said last week. If you all claim to love indie wrestling, you've got to support it. Because if you don't support it, it's going to go by the wayside. Like you said, wrestling is a business. Bills got to be paid. Wrestlers got to be paid. Venues have to be rented. All these things, you know, the little wrestling fairy doesn't come by and, you know, give people money. So if you don't want to support indie wrestling... No, it's it's like what Michelle said at the beginning of the at the beginning of the show during her interview, talking about the fans. You know, she said they are the reason. Let's take this call real quick. Four three four, you're on with live from the Armory. Hey guys, this is Joe from Danville, Virginia. How y'all doing? Good, Joe. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you, Laura? I'm pretty good. Uh, I, I want to say I 100%, well, almost 100% agree with what you guys are saying there. Fans have to be willing to come out and support a good product. I have been dragging my girlfriend, who is not a huge wrestling fan. Laura, you met her this past weekend. Uh, I did. To, to indie events for the last four weeks. This weekend's going to make five when I go to BWF in Nottoway, Virginia. I'm a avid supporter of indie wrestling. I will come out. You pitch a tent and put a ring under it, I'll be there if I can be, you know. But at the same time, I have to play a devil's advocate and say that when, when you pay your hard-earned money to witness crap, like what when I met Laura this past weekend, what we saw in Salem, it, it, yeah. it kind of hurts me a little bit. It really, really does. Because, yeah, I'll come out and support you. I'll cheer for you. But if a crowd's not hot, you don't send the people who work for the promotion out there to try to sway, you know. They they announced Casey Carlisle for, for, from San Francisco, California. And then they have a guy out there who works for the promotion trying to get heat and chant pig farmer at her. And I looked right up at him, and I was like, dude, how many pig farmers do you know from South San Francisco, California? <laughs> I hear Be you, Joe. logical. Be logical. The fan fest, they said they, I mean, I got to meet my hero, who is Jim Cornette, this past weekend. I paid $100 in tickets for basically to meet him. I could have, I, I, honestly, at the end of the night, I, I wish that I would have just paid for the fan fest and went the hell home. Because the show <laughs> was crap. <laughs> and I can attest to that. No, and, and and she gave us she gave us a breakdown on that, Joe, and I can I agree with you one hundred percent. And uh, you know, honestly, you know, and the and the wrestlers are sitting there going, Well, if you think you can do any better, then you get in here and do it. Well, honestly, I don't you don't have to be a professional wrestler to critique pro wrestling because half the people on E if that's the case, then half the people on ESPN would be fired because I bet you they've never stepped foot in a basketball arena, or they never, you know, stepped into a batter's box on a baseball diamond. Dave Meltzer's never stepped into a wrestling ring, and he's got professional wrestlers voting in his Hall of Fame issue every year. Right. 
Well, you know, and I, and I think that... Pr- and what kills me is I said it from the moment I stepped into the building. Why is a company from Virginia Beach here in Salem, six hours, three, four, six hours away, trying to promote a show? They left it up to Facebook, and they left it up to their whatever little posters they had hanging around the Salem Civic Center to promote it. And I bet you, what, how many people would you say were in that building Saturday, Laura? A hundred, maybe. I don't even think it was a hundred. Now, last, the weekend sad. before last, I went to AIWF down there in Mount Airy, North Carolina, at the Armory, and there was a good 150 to 200 there. Mm-hmm. They put and, on good shows that, down there. And, that, yes, and that's, they do. that's part of it. You know, that's part of being able to, to network with people that have a genuine passion and a genuine concern for independent wrestling. You know, and Laura and I, we talked about this before. I, I, we, I, we don't hide anything here. If if we had, if we know of a promotion that's putting on a crap show, we will tell we will say that on air. I will tell you that if I spent X number of dollars to go into this show and it wasn't worth my time or money, you can guarantee that I will not be back at that federation. But we also report on shows that we know that are credible, promotions that we know that are credible, like PWX, like PWG, like Shine, like Shimmer, on and on and on and on and on. PWG, I'll say this about PWG. PWG is kind of stuck in a little rut right now, but I don't think they ever want to get out of the rut that they're in. They've gotten as big as they're ever going to get. I I agree with you 100%. This is the type of promotion PWG is because of the talent that they can bring in. They can have a show called Mystery Vortex and not promote what the card is, and it will sell out because of their past history of bringing in talent. Exactly. So as long as we're passing on the information that we know about promotions that are credible, then, you know, we can continue to promote that kind of stuff. But maintaining silence or ignoring it won't, won't help. That was the point. No, of not my, at all. You know what I'm saying? That was and the point of my rant, Joe. I, I think, too, that, you know, you say the gener- it's all about a generation gap kind of. And to me it is because I told Laura this this past Sunday you go around to this mid-Atlantic area, and you watch. Look at a typical indie crowd, like a you know, like a AIWF crowd. You're going to see more people there over the age of, you know, 40 or even 50 nowadays. I'm 29 years old, and I bring my son to every indie show I can. But that's kind of I'm kind of feel like I'm the last of a dying breed because people my age are now they know it's fake. The jig is up. They're not going to go see fake wrestling. But yet, then again, you have the grandparents bringing the grandkids there because these grandparents still think that Ric Flair is going to walk down that aisle and win the NWA title for some reason. And it just, they got to kind of feel a way, they, there's got to be a way to bridge the gap, so to speak. There's got to be I a th- way to bridge the gap. And I, th- I think there is. I think there is a way to bridge the gap with credible promotions, with decent talent, and with people that actually have a genuine concern about the product that they're putting on for people that are paying paying money to come see that product. Right. I, I do believe that I do believe that it's possible. I still believe it's possible in this day and age. You know, I remember I remember uh you know the, the the television show that came out on NBC, you know, Pro Wrestling Secrets Revealed, you know, when Harley mm-hmm. Race, the king of kayfabe himself, helped tear down the entire industry that he helped build up. You know, yep. I, I, re, I remember it vividly, you know, and them showing all all this stuff. 
you know, and then, you know, later on, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, saying we're catering to a different type of fan. We're catering to a smarter fan. You know, and Vince McMahon coming out saying, you know, gone is the day of the cartoon character. You know, we're, we're talking about real-life people now. You know, I remember the giant shift, the giant momentum, and we're in a period right now where it has become cool to be a wrestling fan again. You know, how it goes in, it goes in cycles, you know. Mm-hmm. And credit that to, to guys like Daniel Bryan. Credit that to guys like, like Dean Ambrose. Credit that to guys like CM Punk. Credit that to guys, you know, it, like like Caleb Conley, like Cedric Alexander, guys that are, you know, I drove five hours to go to WrestleCade, okay, and I also went to WrestleMania, but drove five hours. The best match that I saw at WrestleCade was Cedric Alexander, Andrew Everett, and Trevor Lee. The opening match, three three way match, the best match on the card. They were people were standing up chanting. People were standing up chanting, this is awesome, ten minutes into the match because the match was so damn good. The only complaint I have, like, I mean, I will be going to WrestleCade this year. I, I, I didn't hear about it until after they already had the show last year. So this year I will be going. And it kills me because I sat two weeks ago, and, and part of this is the promoter's fault because the, the main event didn't go on until about 10 o'clock at night, and by then the crowd was so dead the old grandmothers who had brought their grandsons to see the wrestling were falling asleep. I saw Damian Wayne take on Justin Flash and just killer, killer match. I mean, it's something, it reminded me of something that Ring of Honor would put on. It was that good. Mm-hmm. And then to see the stuff I saw in Salem, Virginia, you know, and it also ticks me <laughs> off that you hear these indie guys all the time talking about, oh, I don't watch TV wrestling. I don't watch WWE. That's crap. And I look at him and go, yeah, but that's where you want to be. If McMahon called your house tomorrow, you'd cancel whatever indie dates or no-show whatever indie dates you had to be sitting up there hunched over kissing his ass tomorrow up at Stanford. You know, I, I, hate, the, I hate the whole hypocrite, you know, deal when it comes to indie wrestlers nowadays who bat, want, to, want to bash the big time, but yet that's, all, that's where they want to be. I think I think there. I, I agree with you to a to a certain extent. I believe that there is a percentage that 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 does want that that does want to be able to to go on that ultimate stage. But I also know after the release of Chris Hero from the WWE machine, who many felt was uh, uh, just going to be absolutely huge, I think that sent a message to a lot of independent workers that not everything is guaranteed. In wrestling, at least with the well, WWE. It also sent the message to a lot of indie guys saying, this is what we want. And if you're not willing to come down to Florida and bust your ass to get in the shape that we want you to get in, don't bother. And toil away down there for I don't know how long either because, you know, I can I can throw a name right out you right now. Uh, Paige has been down there, uh, just got called up recently, obviously, winning mm-hmm. the Divas title. Page had been toiling away down there for two and a half years, almost three years, and people were wondering when she was going to come up. Now, you know, I don't know how their time frame works. It works, you know, they work in their own time frame. But it just tells me that there are no guarantees. So, Joe, I appreciate you calling in tonight. We've got another caller. I, I really appreciate you calling into the show tonight. No problem, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. No problem. 
863, you're on with live from the Armory. Bob Delph, you dirty son of a bitch. George Coles, you handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> First of all, brother, no heat, nothing at all. I can't hate a man for his own opinion. Uh, probably the same. The only reason I care about him is the same reason Laura cared about that fan fest, mm-hmm. just to see the guys we grew up on. Sure. But I won. Yep. I one hundred percent agreed. It's you know it's a it's a darn shame, and I live in a state, and um I know you've mentioned this before as well, Bob, and Laura is probably the most fortunate out of the three of us. I live in a state of Florida where there's five hundred indie promotions, mm-hmm. and out of the five hundred indie promotions, there's twenty good wrestlers, and there's. There's 400 guys that look like they should either be stocking shelves at Walmart or they're they're so skinny. I mean, and, and I'm not harking on anybody, trust me. I like cheeseburger from Ring of Honor, so I have no problem with you not being a quintessential guy. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to see a roster full of 112-pound guys in there doing a gymnastics fest and trying to do every move that we've seen, and this goes back to your point, Rob Van Dam and Sabu do 20 years ago. Come up with something on your own. Make it something interesting. Cheeseburger weighs 120 pounds. He's not wrestling like Rob Van Dam. You know, and and, and a lot of the problem, and, and that's why that's why I don't go to indie shows. I've been to several indie shows here. Every one I go to, I might get one match for my $20. And if I get the one match for my $20, I feel like I'm lucky. Because I I can tell you, Bob, and I watch everything that comes on TV. I watch well, – I, I got the right TV, so we pick up random wrestling shows on the, you know, the sports packages. I watch shows out of Ohio, out of, you know, out of uh, – Hollywood, everywhere they can go. I record it, and I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance. But the the craft that we have here, it's so pathetic, and it drives fans like me away. I'd love to say there's an Orlando Indie Wrestling Federation that I want to go to every weekend. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem is, is that promoters are greedy. You get one guy that knows the business, and he wants to run his own promotion, Instead of five of those guys coming together and going, instead of us running five shows in Tampa, Florida, why don't the five of us get together, run one super show this weekend, run a different one in a different town next weekend, make more money with a better product, get more fans coming? Because I can tell you there's promotions. I went to one of their shows, and I'm never going to go back. I don't care if they told me the main event next week was Philip Brooks versus AJ Styles. I'm not going because I've been burnt before. Right, right, and that and that and that's what and that's what it really is, George. It's about you know fans getting together. Other than doing what I had said during my rant about getting on Twitter and on Facebook and and popping off about you know anything under the sun, and we've talked about some of the shit that fans post. Why don't actual fans post something like, "Hey, man"? I went to, I don't know, an SOS production, you know, last night, and it was incredible. It was worth the time. It was worth the money. I will go back. And then, 
you know, if you go to a crap promotion, hey, I went to SOS last night, man, and that was terrible. I will never go back. But instead, we've got people that are too fixated on individuals, you know, and it's only until things happen like extreme rising, which I didn't really even get into a whole lot. We talked about it a few months ago, you and I did, and I told you, you know, my opinion on it was it had too much of the old ECW gas in it for me. I'm an ECW fan, Tommy Dreamer guy, I get it, but, you know, these nostalgia shows, you know, are just getting to be a little bit too much, and then I started seeing some of the names on the flyers, and I'm like, I don't know about this, you know, and then, and then we'll, we'll move on to, to, to the hardcore road trip fiasco that happened this past weekend. Luke Hawks put on his Facebook page, put out on Twitter. That right there is just a complete crock of utter bullshit because of promoters trying to come in and make a fast buck. You got guys that had, had fans, folks, and if you don't believe me, Go to Luke Hawks' Facebook page. Go to his Twitter page. I mean, it was all over Facebook. They had to have fans with passports drive wrestlers back across the border because they were stuck in Canada because the, the promoter faked a heart attack and left with the money and didn't pay. And, and I want to say, I want to say, I don't remember if it was Hardcore Road Trip or Extreme Rising, but... uh. I believe Luke Hawks flew some of his students up there. It with, would have been for Hardcore no Road Trip. I, well, no, it was ex- he had already. There were students that were booked on the Extreme Rising show, and in the video that I saw, I swear that I saw one of his students. I think it was Buku Do. I believe was in that ring as well. I can't swear to it. I'd have to go back and look right. at it again. But I thought that he was in that ring. Uh, for the hardcore road trip, and I think, I think what really sucks, what I what I think really sucks, is that both of these happened so close together. They both relatively happened, in almost not. I don't want to say the same area of the country. They both happened in the Northeast because I know people that went came from the United States to go up there, to go see this show. You know. You've got you've got you've got promotions like I'm going to give you a little tidbit. I'm going to give you a little inside information on this, okay? And I don't usually do this. You've got a promotion like Extreme Rising did a Kickstarter and got eight thousand dollars donated them for TV. And I know of other programs that can't get a damn dime. And that was How the is thing. It and that, they never they never shot the program either. They sent no. they put it on in Philadelphia, and that was it. And you made a very valid point. I did listen. I did listen to the program last week, George, and you you had a very valid point. Extreme Rising was a type of shit promotion that had more canceled shows than they had actual shows. And yet we've got people that are out here busting their ass, doing turns every month, providing quality products with quality wrestlers, and can't get a turn, can't get a rub, can't get a look. Because people see well, shit that happens like this, and they say, "Well, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I can't justify putting out money." And what if I go there, and you know, all of a sudden, halfway during the show, you know, somebody comes out and says, "You know, the promoter ran out." Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, uh, the, the the way to look at it is this, and you got two promotions that started at the same time, running basically the same rosters with a little bit of differences. 
Extreme Rising, run by Steve O'Neill and all those guys, and mm-hmm. House of Hardcore, ran by Tommy Dreamer. Tommy right. Dreamer runs pretty much the same promotion. I mean, you would. I mean, the the workers are the same. The talent's pretty much the same. Tommy Dreamer has not. There hasn't been a canceled House of Hardcore. There hasn't been a thing where he's double booked or lied about who's booked on the card, or he's booked somebody and they were too high to wrestle. He makes sure when he gets the people there, they're there. There's who's been. That's who's been booked for the show. If you're coming to see Devon Dudley, Devon Dudley's at the show. And if he's not, he's offering you a refund for him not being there. Where House of or, um, Extreme Rising, you actually had to fight with your credit card company to get your money back. The promoter didn't even have the decency to pay people their money back for shows they never even tried to put on. Right, you know, and now, and now you've got people, you know, that are that are that are trying to get their money back, you know, and, and everybody knows in this day and age, you know, uh, dollars don't come cheap. I get that. You know, I understand that, Okay. And for people to put out, you know, their, their their money, you know, everybody seemingly is on a budget, you know. And if you're going to budget money, my what my what my whole point is to this is that if you're going to budget money and you want to be entertained, listen to some of the folks that have been to shows. Listen to people that uh, that, that have had the experience of being at the show or several shows, because I I, I can I get it. There can be a promotion that can put on that can get a good money back in and bring in a couple of big names and have a really good show, and then two months later or a month later, whatever, can have an absolute shit show because they don't have the revenue. What we're talking about is consistency, and we know as fans of promotions that are consistently put on good shows, and the idea is to get the information out to people who want to see a good show. You know, that that's what we do. That's what we're about and 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 that's what we try to accomplish, you know. It's up to it's up to the fans. And I no, I agree with you 100%. I think it's up to the fans to pull their thumbs out of their asses and quit worrying about whether or not they're going to get a retweet from AJ Lee. <laughs> okay? And actually put out something that's a little bit more credible. You know, and just let folks know, hey, I went to this show, and it was a good show. We had a good time. Or I went to this show, and it was a bad show, and I won't go back. But to sit and do nothing, that's what's killing it. That's what's killing it. That and these shaky-ass promoters. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Shaky-ass. I like that, Bob. That's funny. Shaky-ass <laughs> shaky ass promoters. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, speaking of shaky ass, is Slee still on the line, or did they no, boot him? They, no, I, I didn't. I didn't boot him. I should boot him. Okay. Because as soon as I push this button, he's he going to say something. I know he wants to say something. Yeah, he on. I, I don't. I don't know if I want to talk to him. I don't know if I want to push the button. How about that? <laughs> well, it's up no. to you. No, it is no, up to me, isn't it? What power? What power? What control? No, I'm just kidding. Hold on. Now, Bob, now, Bob, you're talking about quality, decent people. There's a quality, decent wrestler. Who, Mister so, Sleaze? There you go. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, there have been plenty of shows that Mister Sleaze has been the highlight on. Well, he's. Are you? Are you there, Eric? I. I am. I am. There you are. 
Uh, and you know, after after you uh, let loose of the pipe bomb, you know, it made me actually have want to shoot for for the first time in a while because you know you talk about the fans and stuff who come to these shows, but they don't want to talk about the shows and everything. They don't they don't want to address the people that they saw that made a difference in those shows. And you know they don't want to say if the shows are good or anything, but let's let's talk about struggles. Let's talk about indie wrestler struggles. Uh, I work a shoot job. I do not have a full time job because if I had a full time job, I wouldn't be able to make all the shows that I do get to make on the weekends. Thankfully for my job, they allow me to do my wrestling schedule, and I told them that straight off the bat that when I when I started my job, I said, "Hey, I'm a wrestler on the weekends. I need my weekends." And I've taken a back seat because of that and make maybe maybe at most 20 hours a week, which at minimum wage go a little bit over. I'm using every dime I have to my name to pay the the bills that I have. Then at the end of the week, pray that I have enough gas money to make it to all these shows that I go to. Now, I put all this money in my gas tank to get to the shows, and, you know, I might not. I, I learned way young in this business that if I'm in this business, in the indie business, to make money, I can go ahead and quit now because I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to get rich off of indie work, and that's why everybody does have to go out here, and all these indie workers, they do work their ass off because they want to make it to where they can make a living off this and not have to work shitty part-time jobs just to support their wrestling habit. I, myself, I go and I try to get as many bookings each week just so I know that maybe, just maybe when I get done putting this $70 worth of gas in my tank to get me to a show and back, that, hey, maybe I'll come out in the green. Maybe I'll have uh, $10 to eat on for the rest of the week. Uh, but, no, usually when I get a shows, I have a set booking price. But by the time I get that booking price, guess what happens? I have my daughter with me, which brings in family. Now my, my daughter has to eat after the show at 11 o'clock at night because I'm at a show from 8 to 11. Now I have to go buy her food, and guess what? All my payday is now gone. So guess what, fans? I wrestle for free for you because I like to wrestle. I want to make this a lifestyle, and I would like, just like you were saying, the fans need to support it because guess what? Without your support, this guy's not going to get a payday. This guy's not going to be doing this for free, and then he's going to be struggling for the rest of his week. I come home every Sunday, and I think to myself, okay, I've got $20 to last me until next paycheck when I can spend more money on gas to make it to shows to entertain these fans. Well, and, you know, and you, you, make, you make valid points, Eric, and, and we, you know, and you and I have talked, and we had you on the show, and we, we've talked about those struggles. And, you know, I'll be the first one to sit here and tell you that, you know, that we thank you for doing what you do. You know, keeping us entertained, and, and, and George, George is right. You know, some of the matches that I've seen you in, you know, are, are highly entertaining. You know, and, and and we do. We need to have fans have that type of groundswell where they do more than just sit there and worry about what a wrestler as an individual is doing. It's great to have fans, you know, but we also need them to let. We also need fans to let other people know not only about that wrestler, but about the promotion that they're wrestling for, you know, and that's, that's the goal, you know. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I mean, I agree 100% on everything you've said during that because I, I see those fans, and, you know, those fans that say, like, that 
I've heard quite a few wrestlers in the locker room go, I don't watch WWE, I don't watch CNA, I don't watch ROH, I don't watch PWG. I watch any wrestling all day, every day. I'll watch some random guy that I just happen to go on YouTube and it says, suggested for you this match. I'll watch that match because that's the only way in this business. You do not stop learning from the time you get in this business. You are constantly learning. I'm pretty sure there's veterans. I'm pretty sure Ric Flair goes out and goes, oh, I just learned something new. You know, you're uh, constantly learning in this business, and that's what makes me sick. For the people that go, uh, that they think that they're above learning, that upsets me. All right. Well, folks, we've wound down here to the to the end of the hour, and to be honest with you, I'm mentally exhausted. I can't I can't do any more than what we've already done. Just can't yeah, I know. I'm running on an empty tank. I started running on an empty tank from the beginning of the show, Laura. Please, George, thank you guys very much for your your support. You know you know I uh I think highly of both of you. So thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome, brother. I think the same. And I, I just wanted to mention one thing. I sent a message to Laura about it. I really appreciate that your show gives equal opportunity to the women wrestlers, not the divas, the women wrestlers that are out there trying to make it better for better for everybody. Because I think the show needs equal equal parts, women, men, tag teams, and everything else. Wasn't, wasn't Michelle Wilkins great? She was great. You know what? She reminded me a lot of Sensational Sherry, how she carried herself. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, George. I agree with you 100%. Yep. And thank you, Bob, for uh, – thank you. It meant a lot to me that you actually involved my name in all those list of great wrestlers that you mentioned. That meant a lot to me. Not a problem, brother. Both of you guys have a good night, okay? All right. All right Bob. See you, right. Laura. Love you guys. Well, I love you, too. <laughs> there they go. Well, folks, we've come down to the end of another another great episode. Um, certainly hope that, uh, hope that you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we want to thank Michelle Wilkins again for being on the show with us uh, earlier this evening. I, want to, uh, I also wanted to apologize. Sometimes I get carried away, and if uh, any of you found my uh, language to be too abrasive or, or too offensive, I usually don't. Don't carry on and swear as much as what I uh, uh, as what I did tonight, but uh, I certainly apologize. But sometimes I can get a little emotional. Sometimes I can get a little passionate about uh, about wrestling, about independent wrestling, especially what we try to do here on our show. Uh, and we certainly appreciate you wherever you are taking the time out of your day to download our show or listen live. And uh, we thank you for all of your your texts and your tweets and your. Facebook posts, and uh, all that other stuff of your support. Because without you tuning in each week, you know, Laura said it before, I'll say it for her again, you know, it's just Laura and I talking back and forth about the thing that we love the most, which is indie wrestling. So do got some exciting news. We're going to end the show on a high note, and I know Laura is just bursting at the seams over this, folks. Next week, it's another one of those incredible – Laura, I double booked the show Lions tribute specials, but next week, but. next week, 
here on this very program, Mr. 18FN59, Cliff Compton, will be on the show with us. I'm going to entitle this show, Keep Calm and Cliff On. Yes. Cliff Compton, yes. yes. Cliff Compton will be with us. Also joining us, two guests, not just one. You get two for the price of one, which is free, you cheap bastards. We have Jet Black is also going to be with us, another sensational independent wrestler. Looking forward to talking to both Cliff and Jet next week. We will be back here Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Remember, folks, we're on Blog Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes. Lord, do you have anything you want to say to the fans before we call it a night? I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens and downloads either from Blog Talk or iTunes. We appreciate it so much. And I I know that we say a whole lot about PWX, but if I didn't really like what I see every time I go there, I wouldn't talk about it. There's two PWX shows this uh, this upcoming month. One's in Archdale, uh, North Carolina on the 24th. The other one's at Club Hush in Charlotte, North Carolina on the 25th. You can find out more information at pwxpro.com. Uh, uh, please go support good indie wrestling. And if you're in those areas, or if you're like me, you have to drive two hours to see it, go see PWX. You won't be disappointed. Folks, if there's an independent wrestler or promotion in your area that's running a good show or running a crappy show and you'd like to let us know and get that promotion out on the air, you can find us on Twitter, at From the Armory. You can also find us on Facebook. If you just simply type in in the search bar, Live From the Armory, you'll come across our page. Folks, thank you very much for being with us. We truly appreciate you uh, uh, being with us during the show, and we thank you for your support. We'll see you here next week, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, where there's never a bad seat at the armory. Good night, folks. Good night.